When you're in the market for a new car, you want a vehicle that conquers your daily commute, easily handles the elements, and looks great too. You need the reliability of a Toyota and the confidence that your investment will last. Why? Because after all the carpools, shopping trips, and weekends out, you want a car that still has plenty of miles left in it and holds its value for a great trade-in deal. That's where Toyota leads the pack as the number one resale value brand for 2024, according to Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com. So check out the all-new, fully redesigned 2025 Camry or test drive a stylish and affordable Corolla sedan or hatchback. And remember, when you choose Toyota, you're not just buying a car for today, you're investing in trade-in value for tomorrow. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals, for more. Vehicles projected resale value is specific to the 2024 model year. For more information, visit kellybluebookskbb.com. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Toyota, let's go places. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we talk about strategies and solutions for creating as much happiness as we can. This week, we'll talk about why you might think about anticipating pandemic regret, and we'll do a deep dive into listeners' suggestions about how to encourage Jack and other children to eat more vegetables. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I am in my home office in New York City, surrounded by blankets and pillows. And with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. And yes, Elizabeth, we are going to go deep into vegetables. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And yes, thanks to all the listeners who answered the call to write in (laughs) with suggestions about easy vegetable recipes. And solutions. Yes, vegetable solutions. Now, before we dive in, we want to remind everybody we have picked our next book club choice. That is Yaw Jesse's Transcendent Kingdom. And people were really, really ready for this one. Um, We are already starting to get questions and comments from people who have already finished it. So get your hands on a copy and start to read or listen, however you like to... um, consume your books. Yes, it is a great book. Yes. And Gretch, we had a great response to episode 289, where we talked about using mnemonics to um, help remember something. This came from Christine. She says, although we aren't going out as much as we used to, I always use this mnemonic before I leave the house and sometimes before I leave the place I visited. I never forget what I need. 
and it's PB and milk, like a peanut butter sandwich and a glass of milk. <laughs> and she says the P stands for phone, the B for bathroom. And she explains she lives in Southern California. So a 20 minute trip on the freeway can be an hour if there's an accident. Also, she says now with COVID, people may be less likely to use a public restroom if you can find one open. Good point. The M is for money. The I is for ID. The L is for laptop. And the K is for keys. And that about covers everything (laughs) I would need. Maybe sunglasses. Yeah. So you can say PB and milks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That is great. And we also wanted to say thank you to a listener, but I forgot to write down your name because I didn't realize how how transformative this suggestion would be. After we talked about my demerit of just like jamming all those puzzles and games into some random corner, Elizabeth, you mentioned that you you longed for the hungry, hungry hippo of our youth. Yes. And some listener was like, hey, Gretchen, if you need a holiday gift for Elizabeth, you could go to eBay and get hungry, hungry hippo. And yes, yeah, sure enough, you're like, I sent you something from eBay. Be on the lookout. <laughs> and a box came. And what's funny is when I picked it up, it was a very distinct sound of like marbles hitting each other, Uh, uh which is a major element of Hungry Hungry Hippo. (laughs) So I was like, oh my gosh, what could this be? Did Gretchen get me Hungry Hungry Hippos? (laughs) And I opened it and I was so excited because one thing I was saying is the new Hungry Hungry Hippo game is just not as nice as the old one, which is why I regretted getting rid of it. And this is the old version. So this is... like the the old, the like literal old, it must have been up in somebody's attic. Yes. Like our parents. Yes, exactly. So I love it. Thank you. It's the real deal. And um, I'll send you photos of it, Gretchen. So you can share for anyone who doesn't know the game, Hungry Hungry Hippos, what it looks like. And thank you for giving me back that little piece of my childhood. I do appreciate that. Well, and the thing about you that's nice to listen to this, I know that sometimes you get great enjoyment out of things that you don't actually use. So I know that even if you don't actually play Hungry Hungry Hippo, you will just like having it on your shelf. And um, I have to say to this listener, it would never have occurred to me to go to eBay, which is a very obvious thing, but it would never have occurred to me. But once you gave me the idea, I was so excited. I couldn't even wait to save it as a Christmas (laughs) gift for you, Elizabeth. I'm like, I have to give this to her right away. So anyway, that was much, much sisterly happiness was created by that suggestion. Yes. Thank you, listener. And so now our Try This at Home tip is to anticipate pandemic regret. In the future, when all of this situation, whatever that looks like for you right now, is over, because it will come to an end at some point, what will you think at that time when maybe I had more time? Maybe I wasn't traveling. Maybe I wasn't even going around my hometown. Like, I'm not even taking this up over in New York City when I had fewer plans. What do I wish that I had done when I had that? extra time compared to my normal life. Yeah. And of course, Gretch, for some people, this time is simply a matter of getting through it, of surviving it. Yes. Like people with young kids, people with who are sick, people with major stressors in their lives. Um, we're really Essential talking about- workers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We're talking about people like us where, of course, we're all massively impacted by this, but we're not dealing with a life and death situation. And because we're not commuting to work or to school and because we're not doing business travel or or vacation travel or like just, you know, going out in the same way, there is unused time 
that used to be used. Yes. In some way, however that looks for you. And again, some people, they cannot use this time just as they want. But for some people, there is an opportunity. And the question is, are you one day going to look back and think, I wish I had used this time in X, Y, Z way? Maybe you don't have that time. But if you do have that time, can you anticipate that regret? Yeah, and Gretchen, in anticipation of pandemic regret, I chose as one of my pandemic mantras, if not now, when? Yeah. Someone said that to me and I said, good point. If not now, like if I'm not going to clear out the closet now, when would I possibly do it? And it's it helped me to a degree. I'm sure there are still things though where I'm going to have pandemic regret. Well, and also, also the thing that we have to remember is like right now, there's so much uncertainty about so many things in the world and there's so much pressure and there's so much just upheaval. It's very distracting. And the thing is about pandemic regret, we're going to look back on it and all that stuff will be sort of wiped away because we things will have cleared. We will have gotten more certainty. So I do think we want to show compassion for ourselves now and in the future. And remember, this is very hard. There's a lot going on. Nevertheless, are there opportunities you wish you had seized? For instance, this is something that hadn't occurred to me. A friend of mine was saying like, oh, you know, I'm like signing up for all these like interesting panels and discussions and speakers because all these bookstores and organizations are offering all of this, these free resources. And it's so easy to attend. I can just, you know, I'm really making a point of doing it several times a week. And I thought, wow, that didn't even occur to me. Yeah. I knew that they were offering, but I wasn't like, oh, why don't I just dial into some lecture by an author who I love once or twice a week. It just literally had not crossed my mind that I could actually do that. But I bet in the future, I'll be like, why didn't I do that then? <laughs> Everybody was online. I could have just sat in my yoga pants in my own house and watched, you know, whoever give a lecture. So I thought that was a good example. Yeah, although I have to say for that, me for me personally, Gretchen, like there's many things I'd love to do in person that I don't want to do on Zoom. Well, that's true, too. You know, if yeah. I knew Judy Bloom was at a local bookstore, I would want to go see her. But I don't know if I would want to yes. watch a Zoom lecture. That's, well, that's just me. That's a good point. But how about you, Elizabeth? Have you thought about anticipating pandemic regret? Well, here's a positive thing I'm doing, Gretch, so as not to have pandemic regret. That's good. Right. So Sarah, you know, my writing partner and co-host of Happier in Hollywood is um, in Minnesota for the next four or five months. Mm -hmm. So there's a two-hour time difference when we work, which basically means if we work until 6 or 6.30 her time, that's only 4 or 4.30 in L.A. Mm -hmm. So I kind of have more afternoon time. And I've started doing hikes once a week with a friend um, at the top of Encino. There's some great hiking in the afternoon. In my entire mm. life, I don't, I've never taken a hike in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. I've always gone in the morning. But you can go at 5 o'clock and it's cooler and it's less crowded. Then you can see the sun starting to go down. And so that is something that I would never do if there weren't a pandemic, because right. I would be at work at five yeah. o'clock. Right. Or I'd right. be on my way home, best case scenario. Right. So this is something where I say, let me take advantage of this time, do something, uh, if not now, when? And that's really, you know, adding a lot to my life. When also, I imagine a lot of times you're like, I have to rush home to see Jack. But, hey, but I see him all the time. <laughs> yeah. I have no need. He has no yes. need for more mom time. That's the last thing he needs. <laughs> yes. So like, I will skip off to my hike. <laughs> what about you, Grudge? Well, there are certain things that I'm kind of like out of sheer 
just a sheer time, I'm surprised that I haven't done them. And yet I haven't, for instance, watching Mad Men. Mm. Here's the weird thing about Mad Men. It's your one of your all-time, maybe your very all-time favorite show. I know mm-hmm. I would love it. I've seen the first couple seasons. I love them. Everybody loves it. It's been on my 19 for 19 and 20 for 20 list. Here I am. It is the pandemic. And I still haven't watched Mad Men. What is my problem? I know at the end of this, I'm going to be like, why didn't I use that time to watch Mad Men? Like you suggested, mm. do it season by season. I should do it. So I'm still am thinking, okay, I've got to like get my arms around this. Also reading challenging books. There's bo- There are books that I want to read that just, you know, take a lot of concentration, but I really, really want to read them. And I think, well, now in my life is sort of quieter. Yeah. I should really use that space and that quiet to tackle these very difficult books. But I, I don't really yeah. feel like... I don't really feel like reading Emerson's essays, for instance, right now. Yeah, I do think, Gretchen, a lot of people are distracted, and it's hard to read challenging material when you're distracted. But it can be a good distraction at the same time. So it can cut either way. Because it's demanding or absorbing. This anticipating pandemic regret reminds me, Elizabeth, of once we talked about doing a pre-mortem, which is when you sit down, you think about what you want to happen, and you imagine that it failed. You imagine Mm. that what Whatever you set out to do, you failed to do, and you ask yourself, what should I have done differently in order not to have failed to reach the outcome I want? And there's something about projecting yourself into the future that does allow you to see the present and the kind of near future in a different way. And I feel like this is this is related to that, to the pre-mortem. Yeah, and also to think about your future self, yes. which helps a lot of people. Yes. It's like your future self, who's hopefully has a vaccine and is out in the world, what will you You know, what will that future self be grateful to you for having done now? But it's also, I mean, we need to emphasize this is compassion. You can't keep raising the bar. It's not that you want to beat yourself up or feel like, given everything that's going on, I have to do, get all these things off of my lifetime to-do list. But it is true that if there is an opportunity here for you, and maybe there's not, you want to think about how you could possibly make good use of that time. Yeah. When we talk about action is the antidote yes. to anxiety. So it could be that this these things actually make you feel better in yes. the moment yes. as you deal with the stress of the what's going on in the world. Right. You're so taking action. You're getting the yeah. atmosphere of growth. I mean, the thing is, in a way, the list feels limitless because you're like, well, like what, like what can't I do? Um, what, yeah, so- I know for me, Gretch, it's the small, like deleting all the extra photos on my iPhone. That's something <laughs> I should be doing that I'm not Yeah. with all my extra time on the couch to working on a novel, yes. which I know I'm going to regret not having done. But that, of course, is much harder to accomplish. Right. Right. Well, speaking of photos, I, I need to sort my photos into albums on my phone. Like when I go to the Met, I should be putting those into my mm. Met folder and my reading when I post my reading every week, I should put that into like, and again, it's not hard. I could be sitting and watching reruns of The Office, as I so often do, and be doing it. And I just haven't done it. And yet there will come a point where I'm like, I'm months and months and months behind on this. Why didn't I just do it then? Plus, I need to clean up my office again. It is tidy, <laughs> but it's small and it's full. And the la- I, like a couple of years ago, Eleanor came in and we took out like 11 bags worth of stuff. So I thought, you know what? I need to get Eleanor back up here. And just give me the, you know, the tough talk because I would like my office to be roomier. Now that I'm Mm. in it so much, I would like to have more, not just to have it be orderly, but to have it be kind of uh, cleared out more, even though it's so small. 
Yeah. So that is going to be, you avoid that pandemic regret, Gretchen. Yes. Get that office cleared Get up. Get it done now. So let us know if you do try this at home and how anticipating pandemic regret works for you. And did anticipating potential regret help kickstart you into starting something now? If so, what? We would love to know. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes for this episode. If you want to see that hungry, hungry hippo, it's happiercast.com slash 293 for everything related to this episode. Coming up, we've got a doorknob happiness hack. But first, this break. There are some stories about our father's life that I truly never get tired of hearing, from hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting. His retelling of the events always brings me joy. Just in time for Father's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all his stories for our family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your father or father figure's life for years to come. And, Gretch, you get a book of all these stories. And I love just keeping a book on the coffee table and anyone from any generation can see a story from Dad, like what was his favorite toy or what was his first job. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Give all the fathers in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com happier. That's storyworth.com happier to save $10 on your first purchase. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Gretchen, I am always on the hunt for the perfect t-shirt, and I found it at Quince. So well-priced, such good quality. I am in love with the Slub crew neck tee. I have it in white. I'm getting it in black, possibly multiples. I love it so much. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the costs of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. And now it's time for a happiness hack. And this is the first in a small series on household gadget <laughs> hacks. This is yes. going to be a couple different things, like quick switches or things that you could do to your house to boost your happiness. Yes. And Gretchen, this one comes from Jennifer. She says, years ago, I changed the doorknob going from our garage into our house. Instead of the usual knob to turn, it has a lever you just push down to open the door. It's easy to open when you have an armful of groceries, etc. And just a year ago, I realized I had the same problem with our bedroom door, which stays closed all the time to keep out our pets. I was often trying to open the door with my arms full and often with a cup of coffee too. So I switched the bedroom doorknob to a lever one as well. Game changer. I can open it with my arm or elbow easily and quickly and no coffee gets spilled. This is a great idea. And I could definitely use this with my office because when I'm coming up to my office, I'm often carrying books and papers and my phone and my cup of coffee. And I have the same thing where I have a knob. And so I have to put everything down so that I can turn the knob. Whereas if I had one of those lever ones, I could just push it down with my elbow. 
It's a great idea. Yeah, Gretch, we have all levers, so I'm a big oh. fan of the lever. Oh, there you go. Well, it's simple. It's obvious. Mm-hmm. It's a great hack. Thank you, Jennifer. And now for a deep dive into the question of vegetables. In episode 288, Elizabeth, you gave yourself a demerit because Jack wasn't eating enough vegetables. And boy, did this strike a nerve. Um, We got a huge response from listeners. And I have to say, like, as I was reading all the comments that people were sending, this reminded me of Mrs. Pigglewiggle, who I just love, love, love the Mrs. Pigglewiggle books. And I'm like, this feels like a job for Mrs. Pigglewiggle. I would love to know the magical solution that Mrs. Pigglewiggle would come up with. But fortunately, because we have listeners, we do not need Mrs. Pigglewiggle. They haven't given us many good ideas. So many. Um, now, Gretch, there are so many great recipes yes. and ideas. We're only going to talk about the ones with um, no or minimal cooking and prep. Yes. Because I'm not one to <laughs> yes. you know, whip up a great vegetable side dish with many steps or components. We got to keep it simple here. Yes. And so these are... People sent in actual recipes that sounded great or like, you could add this to when you're making pasta sauce or something. No, this is the no or minimal prep list. And before we launch in, many people noticed the strategy of convenience, which is very applicable here. And in my book, Better Than Before, I talk about the idea that the more convenient something is, the more likely we are to make it into a habit. And every little step we can make towards convenience makes it kind of kind of crazily more likely Mm -hmm. that we will stick to something. And so thinking about convenience is really important here because if you're trying to get yourself, if you're trying to nudge yourself in a certain direction, the more convenience, the better. Now, Gretch, to that end, one thing I have incorporated and largely based on everyone reminding me to do this is offering fresh vegetables with dip like hummus, guacamole, ketchup, I don't know about that, or ranch dressing, because a lot of kids love dip. And of this category, um, Jack loves hummus. Mm. So hummus and carrots is something that he will eat without complaining. So that's good because hummus itself is also, um, you know, got vegetables. Yeah, that was a that was a suggestion for many listeners. And here, just because I'd never heard of it, Katie specifically suggested the kava brand of satsiki from Whole Foods, which is a Greek chilled sauce made of yogurt, cucumber, olive oil, and herbs. That sounds really good. So again, along with all the other ones, you might try that with children. Also, side note, a listener told me about how you can use Google Translate if you want to hear the audio of a word that you don't know how to pronounce. And I did use that to learn the pronunciation of satsiki. So, so. or satsiki, satsiki. So thank you, listener, for that satsiki pronunciation. (laughs) And Gretchen, many people suggested smoothies with frozen fruit Mm -hmm. and throwing in vegetables like spinach or kale so that you don't even notice it. I think for me, this is a great idea for Mm -hmm. Jack because he does like smoothies. Now, the one thing I'll say is anytime it doesn't have a pretty smoothie color, he sort of resists Mm. because spinach and kale does turn smoothies a sort of unappealing color. But I'm going to work on that with him Mm -hmm. because I think that's a really easy way to get vegetables in um, to something that tastes great. Mm -hmm. Now, then many people also suggested buying frozen vegetables, um, frozen vegetables generally, and also the steam in the bag kind. 
Jessica wrote, the frozen steam and bag veggies are a game changer. There are so many varieties, all one vegetable, various mixed vegetables. It takes five minutes to microwave a bag and then sprinkle with seasoning or cheese and you have an easy, healthy side dish. My toddler loves them all. Plus, frozen vegetables are usually frozen at peak freshness, so you're never dealing with the we must eat this before it gets bad stress. Yeah, and the thing also about frozen vegetables is they're already cut up and pre-washed um, when, yes. when it was, you know, when everybody was like running to the store to load up uh, before Safer at Home. We bought so many packs of frozen broccoli and cauliflower. Mm-hmm. I was saying to Jamie the other day, we have to eat this stuff because it's taking up so much room yeah. um, that we can't put anything else in our freezer. So that's a great suggestion. And then Lisa suggests, we started a garden box with easy-grow items like kale, cherry tomatoes, basil, sunflower sprouts, and green beans. Growing veggies makes the kids more interested in eating them. I'm sure that's true. I know. And Gretch, that's probably a pandemic regret I'll have, not mm. doing that. Well, because you talked about that at one point, getting one I of those. Know. The, what are they called? Those. Um, yeah, the flower boxes. Yes. Or the right. veg- plant, yeah. vegetable planters. Yeah. Lisa also said some practical ideas with minimal cooking. Blanch green beans serve with butter. Split a banana down the middle or get an apple and spread with sunflower seed butter or peanut butter. Mm. Yeah, so- apples and peanut butter are one of my favorite things. Right. Right. Now, Candace had a great suggestion, which is try exotic fruits and vegetables as an adventure. And I think that is true, that, that, that now there's all these kind of extraordinary things in the store, and they're just interesting to look at. And it might be that Jack would be interested in trying them just because they're unusual. Yes, you know, that's that, a good idea. Yeah. And along the same lines, Brielle suggested that cauliflower and carrots come in different fun colors, like purple cauliflower or something like that. And again, it's just the novelty of it might be engaging to a child. Another suggestion from Lisa, she says, my kids love to have a small cup of frozen blueberries with milk poured over the top as a snack. It's like blueberry ice cream. She also says, have Jack find a healthy recipe online that he wants to learn how to make, and then you guys learn to cook together. It could create some fun memories and be good bonding time, whether or not it turns out. Mm -hmm. Well, I should do that, Gretchen. So not who I am as a mom, but it's who I want to be as a mom. Well, but, you know, you and Jack do enjoy watching cooking shows together. Yeah. And do you think maybe the thing is to try to get him inspired to cook? Because I think think you would enjoy it if it was like a parent-child activity that he wanted to do rather than like, I'm cooking vegetables. It was more like, this is a fun thing that Jack wants to undertake. Yeah. And I'm here to like facilitate. All right. I'm going to try that and I'll report back. Do you think he's interested in that kind of thing? He might be. That's, I'm not sure. I think he might be. Yeah, see, my kids love to cook. I mean, all they want to do is bake usually, but they do they right. do enjoy it. <laughs> Kristen suggests edamame, frozen in the pod, microwave in water for two minutes, drain salt or fresh. Another listener suggested eating them with teriyaki sauce. Oh, and, uh, and Kristen also mentioned raw cucumbers with salt. That is delicious. I love raw cucumbers with salt. Yeah, and you know, Jack does eat raw cucumber, and I think adding salt would make him eat more. Yeah. So that's a good, that pouring, putting a little salt on the cucumber, hey. that I can manage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I feel yeah. confident I can sprinkle salt. And it makes a big difference. Marjorie says, I have a nine-year-old daughter who loves raw cherry tomatoes. They're fun to eat because they are bite-sized and explode when you bite into them. They even come in different colors, red, yellow, green, purple. 
That's interesting. Yeah. But so this is interesting because I think the texture of raw cherry tomatoes is something that some people like and some mm. people don't. And Sarah made a point about texture. She wrote, with my pickiest kid, the issue with vegetables is texture and bitterness. Nothing can be squishy, so nothing can be cooked. What works for us are sliced bell peppers, not the green ones. The green ones are more bitter. The red ones are sweeter. The yellow ones are sweeter. Mm. Sliced carrots, raw cabbage, undressed salad, and snap peas. So this is another thing is to ask your child, well, what do you like and why, and what do you not like and why? Because it might be that there's something that they don't like. There's just an aspect of the vegetable that you could, you know, you could work around. It's not just the idea of the entire vegetable. It's that they don't like, like Eleanor for a long time refused to eat roast carrots, and now she loves roasted carrots, Mm. but for a long time she didn't like the texture. Sarah wrote about veggies. I'm writing from my professional and personal perspectives. I'm a pediatric endocrinologist with three kids age two to eight. She suggests veggie sushi. Mm-hmm. And yes, uh, Gretch, we're in California where we eat much sushi and Jack does eat California rolls and mm. he eats seaweed, I okay. will note. Good. She also says soup. You don't have to cook if you don't want to. You can find great pre-made soups in the prepared foods aisle. That's a very good idea. Mm-hmm. And then this is interesting to me. She said fancy salads, i.e. nishwa or cob, are actually pretty kid-friendly. They can eat the components they like and leave the ones they don't. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, it never would have occurred to me to give Jack a cob salad, but it's an interesting idea. Oh, I love a cob salad. Katie makes a suggestion, which is really what we use in my house. Roast those vegetables. My three young boys will eat anything roasted on a sheet pan with foil. She suggests making sure that everything's spaced out so that they get crisp and don't steam. Lots of good olive oil. Somebody else suggested avocado oil. Adding salt. And I have to say, this is what Jamie does. We have so often we have roasted broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, asparagus, sliced cabbage, peppers, kale. It is so good. And sometimes he does it with grated Parmesan cheese as well. Mm. And um, that is something that, like, I, I love. That's what we eat in our family for vegetables mostly. Okay, I'm going to try, because I love roasted vegetables and I make mm. them for Adam and me. I'm going to try roasted vegetables with the Parmesan, because Jack is a Parmesan fanatic. Mm. So okay. I'll try that. Ooh, it's good. And I should say, so many people said they were struggling with this, too. And yes. that, Elizabeth, you should not beat yourself up. <laughs> Leslie in Kansas City said, I'm going to start upping my game, too. We can do it together. <laughs> so it was great to get that voice of encouragement from yes. our hometown of Kansas yes. City. Thank you, Leslie. Yeah, so thank you, listeners. If you go to the show notes, you'll see all these summarized if you want to look back and get some ideas for you and your family. So, yes, thank you, everyone. Um, Jack and Adam and I really appreciate it. <laughs> Coming up, Gretchen gives herself a group email demerit. But first, this break. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. I now work with a team, and I am here to say that finding the right candidate and hiring the right candidate is one of the very biggest and most important challenges to anyone who has a small business. 
LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, Gretch, it is time for demerits and gold stars, and you're up with a happiness demerit. Okay, this is a classic, but I, I fell into the trap and did it. So... I was in a group email with several people about, you know, kind of a fairly complicated subject. And then I went away from my email for a couple of hours and I recklessly started at the bottom thinking like, oh, I'll just eliminate the things that are in my way or spam or whatever and get rid of them. And then I answered an email at the bottom without having gone through the chain to see what was asked, what was answered, where we were in the discussion. And so then I just entered this element of wildness to it because it was confusing to other people who assumed that I knew everything else that had been talked about. And it just like, it just was a waste of everybody's time and energy. And it wasn't even just a waste of time. It kind of took people's time and energy to, to like intuit the fact that I had no idea what I was talking about. And I know better. Yes. Because we, we, we've all used email enough now to know you, <laughs> you, you, you follow the chain. This is the advantage of email versus text. It's so easy to like see what everybody's saying, go back and review the documents and the attachments and everything. Anyway, I just blew it. Yeah, we've all done that, Gretchen. We've <laughs> yeah. all caused mass chaos by not being <laughs> yeah. up to date on the email chain. Yes, and now that I've done it, I'll, I'll be good for two years, and I'll, then I will yeah. blow it again when I when the when the shock of this is worn off. Uh, but Alyssa, give us a gold star. All right, I'm giving a gold star to my friend Roxy. She's someone I play mahjong with, and she had been pushing and pushing and pushing. For us to have a couple's mahjong, like to play, Mm. you know, with my husband and her husband. And I was always just like, in my mind, like, there's no way Adam's going to play mahjong. He doesn't know how. He's not going to want to. I don't want to ask him. But at a certain point, she just asked enough that I was like, okay, I'm going to ask Adam. And the shocking thing is he said, okay, I'll do it. Mm. So the four of us played and we sat outside in our backyard around a card table. So it felt very COVID uh, appropriate. I gave Adam a crash course in Mahjong and she taught her husband and then we played and it was just so much fun because I missed it so much and doing something with Adam like that and activity was just really fun. So I'm giving Roxy a gold star for just pushing me to do something that I just wouldn't have otherwise done. It's fun to sometimes to do something and not just socialize, but to like do something. Oh, yeah. And to ex- to give someone like it gave me a chance to sort of ask Adam to do something out of his comfort zone. And he surprised me by saying yes. And like, remember, you don't know every single thing that people are going to say yes, yes to. That's true. Nothing wrong with asking. Gold star for Adam as well. 
Yes. There we go. The resources for this week. Remember, we have merchandise. There are four tendencies and happier podcast t-shirts, hoodies, and tote bags. You can get something for yourself. You can put an item on your holiday wish list. You can buy gifts for people. You can go to GretchenRubin.com slash merch. Also, to remind you, if you need more great podcasts to listen to, as we all do, remember Happier with Gretchen Rubin is part of the Onward Project. It's a family podcast brought together by me. They're all about how to make your life better. And if you like this podcast, you'll probably like Elizabeth's other podcast, Happier in Hollywood. Who can get enough Elizabeth? I know I love hey. to listen to it. Um, Chris Gillibo's show, Side Hustle School. A lot of people starting side hustles now. Do the Thing from Whole30's Melissa Hartwig Urban and Kate Bowler's Everything Happens. So check out those great podcasts. Yes. And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Anticipate pandemic regret. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. Thanks to our producer, Chuck Reed, our engineer, Bob Tabador, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like this show, please do be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us and rate and review this show. That is actually a tremendous boost for the show. So take a second. We'll appreciate it. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Craft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward. So Amanda makes something that the kids like that uh, she sneaks in uh, vegetables. It's spinach muffins, Mm. which are much better than they sound. (laughs) They're green, so they kind of look enticing to the kids. They're interesting, but uh, they're filled with spinach, but they have banana. And uh, she adds a little bit of chocolate chip, sometimes over the top, that they love. And it's a way of sneaking in uh, vegetables. It doesn't taste like spinach to them. It just Mm. tastes like delicious oh. uh, well if i ever make muffins those are the ones that i should make <laughs> yeah i will say she ran out of chocolate chips recently and made them without them and i think they're still sitting oh. on the <laughs> <laughs> from the onward project